Hi everyone, this is Courtney, your host of the Holidays Podcast, and I'm sorry I took a little break, but here I am to explain why. Thanks for tuning in. All right, so I hope you can hear me. I'm driving home from work, and that is the time that I think the most because It seems like there is always some kind of construction going on or a new traffic pattern that I get stuck in and I have way too much time to sit in my thoughts. Even if I have music on or another podcast, I'm constantly thinking about a million things. And just to put it in perspective, I am so lucky that I live off the street called 10 Mile and also work off the street called 10 Mile, but my work is the most north point of 10 Mile Road, and then our house is the most south point of 10 Mile Road. And 10 Mile Road used to be like a farmer road. Back in the day when I'd be driving, and if you got to 10 Mile Road, the 10 Mile Road exit, that was like, you've gone too far. You're not in town anymore. You're out in the boonies and you're just going to see all the cows and horses, which was great. And now I feel bad for all the farmers because it is turning into the new hot spot in town. All the houses are being built, all the businesses. So 10 mile road used to be single lane both ways and now they have just been continuously adding new lanes adding roundabouts to each little section and so right when i get in a groove of finding a new traffic pattern to go on they switch it up and change construction and i have to find a new route so Among my frustration, I try to enjoy the drive, enjoy the scenic route, and um, I just have a lot of thoughts. So I thought I'd share with you guys because I know some of you are wondering where I went to for the last couple weeks. I have had multiple people ask me, why did you stop the podcast? Just keep going, even if the Chinese New Year slash Lunar New Year episode isn't perfect. Even if the Groundhog Day episode isn't perfect, just release them, let them out into the world, and just keep going. Like Dora, or Dory, just keep swimming. However, I really appreciate the encouragement, but I am an OCD perfectionist. And initially, when I was talking about recording this podcast and putting the idea out there, I had said that I wanted to start out with the main major holidays that us as traditional Americans celebrate. So January would have just been New Year's Eve. February would just be Valentine's Day. March would just be St. Patrick's Day and so forth. Well, then... I got asked the question about Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and then I got asked about the Chinese New Year, the Lunar New Year. And I know people that ask me these questions have the best of intentions and just want to put it out there for me to have more ideas if I get stumped 
but I think down the line as I become more familiar with the way and the flow I have of podcasting, I think it would be easier to interject different little mini-sodes. However, the Friday the 13th episode, like I told you guys, kind of set me on a tailspin. I started having weird dreams and thinking about it way too much. And then the Martin Luther King Jr. Day one came around and a whole new slew of deep down insecurity arose in me that I thought was gone. And I was able to push through it and release the Martin Luther King Jr. Day episode. But once it came time to research the Chinese New Year and the Lunar New Year, I felt completely knocked down on the ground and like really insecure and not sure how to begin the episode and how to end it. And so by the time I had wrote down a script and was starting to put it into recording, I took a pause from it because it was getting me down, which I'll explain in a moment. But I decided to take a pause and do a fun one for Groundhog Day. And then that became a whole new issue with um, trying to find time to record the Groundhog Day one. If you listen to my National Popcorn Day one, you know that I did it at my desk while working, typing away, and then I also did it on my lunch, little snippets on my lunch break too. So I wasn't looking at my phone, I wasn't looking at a script, I was just merely kind of freestyling, if you will. And I wanted to do that with Groundhog Day, however, I kept getting interrupted and it truly was like a Groundhog Day. Every time I hit record, something bad would happen and it just kept happening over and over again. So I'm like, you know what? I'm taking a break. I need a breather. I'm getting overwhelmed and ahead of myself. And maybe I can come back for Valentine's Day once I've done a little regrouping. Maybe I can release my Chinese New Year slash Lunar New Year and my Groundhog Day a little later maybe that won't um bug you guys that it's not on the day so i'm thinking about that if you're listening and you're have an idea one way or the other please reach out to me and let me know so now into the deep dark seated hole in my heart that has really brought a pause to me and a pause to what halted me and really got me kind of heartbroken while recording Martin Luther King Jr. Day and going into Chinese New Year and the Lunar New Year. Um, As you know, I am a white 35-year-old woman in southeast Idaho, Boise, Cuna area. And, um, this lady almost crashed into me, even though it was my turn to go. Um, I still feel like I have a very deep heart and I care for everyone and love everyone. And I never want to come across like I am privileged or, well, 
I guess I am privileged in a sense, which we can just get that out of the way, but I don't want to come off prejudiced or racist for either saying the wrong thing or not saying enough. And I think we all have that feeling, no matter what race, gender, religion, whatever you are, I think we all want to make sure and be on our tiptoes and kind of walk on eggshells, especially in 2023, that we're not offending anyone or quote unquote triggering anyone. And a really big pivotal moment in my life a few years ago happened that has really struck a chord with me and I am going to tell you what happened in the best of my ability and explain why talking about holidays that are not super familiar with me and what I grew up with, um, why it's hard for me to talk about. So thank you for tuning in if you have so far, if I haven't lost you, and now we're going to get into kind of an icky story that I feel like I need to get off my chest. Now this story is regarding being involved in the workplace. What happened specifically has no negative impact or meaning behind the workplace. However, this instance with this person happened at the workplace. So in order to avoid any issue, any legal trouble that I may come across, I don't know if anyone is listening that would care to get upset with me about something. Um, I'm going to leave out business names and as well as names of the people involved. So a few years ago, I'm not going to tell you exactly when because then you could probably figure out the timeline of my workplace and I don't want any conclusions or assumptions being made. So. The timeline is kind of not important. However, um, this what did happen more recently than not. So it makes sense that it's still something I have thought about to this day. I'm trying to remember what exactly happened during my recording of the MLK Day episode that brought about this kind of quote-unquote trigger moment for me where I remember the situation. I can't remember the timeline of, of everything. However, it did come up in my brain and it really caused some old feelings to arise and it just really halted my progress with the podcast and um, which is eventually what caused me to halt finishing my Chinese New Year Lunar New Year episode. I feel like I keep rambling and talking and avoiding just getting into the nitty gritty, so here we go. So a few years ago, I was given the opportunity to be in a management role. It was a temporary role while some other management was on leave. And during this time, as manager, I really 
took it under my wing to kind of fix some things and my style was just different than the person that was on leave and I was given permission to make these changes by my superiors, by upper management and unfortunately the team underneath me wasn't super happy about that because it caused more work for them in the long run. It required not only more productivity, more efficiency, but it caused them to have to be more attention to detail and so forth, which is required for this position that I'm discussing. And in particular, there was one employee that had been known to just kind of slack off, not really do their work, be on their phone most of the day, um, and like take really long breaks or long lunches and sometimes not even clock out for lunch and just really abusing the business, a business that I really took pride in being a part of. And when you are given that opportunity to be in a management role and you want to impress your superiors as well as the manager you're covering for. So I had tried to have meetings with this person, coaching, counseling, and I really tried to make this person feel like they're wanted in the position and we just need them to really try to focus on their work and um, try to minimize the mistakes and by by being off your phone and being at your desk more and being more focused those mistakes would probably be diminished and if you know me you probably know that I am kind of, kind of an OCD person a lot of the time, pretty type A when it comes to my work especially. And I definitely like things done a certain way, but at the end of the day, I know that we all have different personalities and we're all going to complete our work in a different way. As long as the work is done at the end of the day and it's done efficiently and correctly, then that's all I asked for. Well, this person just continued to not listen to me and it's still something to this day I have trouble with. I don't know if it's because of my voice, my personality, but I, it's really hard for me to get respect from people. I think it's because I try to befriend people first. So everyone that I was working with, I really wanted to be their friend. But also knowing that we're in the workplace too requires a level of balance between friendship and being professional. So I think sometimes it's hard for people to meet me as a friend and then when it comes time to get down to work, it's hard to like differentiate how to respond to me. And during my time in that position, I tried to get a lot of counseling and guidance from upper management on how I could be more likable and more respected because a lot of the time I'd ask the team and to do something specifically and it just wouldn't get done or they would roll their eyes at me and and I 
would even be like talked back to and it just was a really awful stressful situation and I tried to gain their friendship and their respect by bringing Starbucks weekly and bagels and donuts and writing them little inspirational notes and telling them that I like appreciate them trying and dealing with me as I navigate this new role and I was still hated for it and it really sucked because I can't turn off that OCD type A side of me but I also can't turn off that empathetic caring person who wants to be friends with everyone and liked by everyone but as we all know if you're true to yourself you're not going to be liked by everyone so the one um, employee was a woman a mother of three girls she had a husband or she has a husband and I really got along with her when we were in the same position however once I became her manager, that is when I started noticing, you know, I could look at her hours and her productivity and I noticed that was really plummeting and I wondered why the manager before me hadn't addressed those issues. So that was kind of a thing and then um, she really just hated me and became very resentful of me. And I knew that she was very busy with her three girls and I can't imagine what it'd be like raising three girls and all in, one's in elementary, one's in middle school, one's in high school, trying to navigate all of that, all while trying to keep a 40 hour a week job, etc. So I'd give excuse after excuse and eventually we just ended up not liking each other. However, I really tried to be supportive and like one of her daughters had a quinceanera and I gave her gifts for the quinceanera. And when I say quinceanera, hopefully you know that that's a very big deal. It's like a sweet 16, but it's a sweet 15 in the Mexican community. And this employee's husband was of Mexican descent like I think his grandparents were from Mexico and his, his parents were Mexican but she is white and but she has like long beautiful dark thick hair olive skin like chestnut colored eyes and so when I first met her I thought she was Hispanic because of her last name and the way she looked because of you know that beautiful skin tone um and that kind of thing so back track to like when we were in the same position and just friends and co-workers we all went to a mexican restaurant for a co-worker's birthday and i walked in and i said hola como esta muy bien feliz cumpleaños and everyone was laughing and she just stared at me and is like, I do not know a lick of Spanish. And this is when I first was getting to know her. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm sorry. I just assumed that, you know, you would know 
a little Spanish. I didn't even know you weren't Hispanic because you have that beautiful skin tone and you have a really unique um, Hispanic last name. And I thought she took it as a compliment that I was telling her this, but apparently I'm assuming not um, because later on I found out that she had reported me as being racist. So she came to the conclusion that me being hard on her about her job had to be because I am a racist. And I'm glad I found out about this because that really made me question and look back at the way I communicated with her and maybe with other people. And the only time I can think of is at that Mexican restaurant when I assumed she was of Hispanic descent. And then when I found out she's white, her husband's Mexican, and they have three beautiful girls with that thick, dark hair and olive skin, I was like, oh, you're so lucky. Like, I am the palest person ever. I burned just driving in my car and blah, blah, blah. I didn't think that that would offend her. And then as I later got on to know her, I realized she was very insecure about her husband being Mexican and she thought people would judge her negatively because of that. However, I never once judged her for that. In fact, I thought, I think interracial couples are so beautiful. They make the most beautiful children. And I think combining cultures and blending, you know, different backgrounds together is just magical. And so that really was hard to read that. So I actually read documentation. She was keeping documentation about me on a shared drive at work that basically anyone could see if they typed in my name. So I have no idea who saw that documentation where she literally day by day would write about how she felt about me for the whole period of me being her manager. And the last line of her writing of her notes that she saved is that I've never been treated so poorly by management. It has to be because she is a racist. However, none of the documentation before that mentioned anything that I ever said. It was all about work-related issues, like her not documenting things, her not following up on things, her taking 30-minute breaks and disappearing out of the office, or not clocking out for lunch, that kind of thing. And mind you, I had multiple employees under me that also had similar issues. We had similar altercations. We, I had to write up stuff about them as well. It definitely wasn't just her. And I really saw that, you know, she had a lot of other insecurity. And I remember her talking about Girl Scouts with her youngest and how she thought that because her daughter was the only uh, half Mexican girl in the group, she thought she was being treated differently or something. And 
I remember I tried to talk to her and say, I really don't think that like, that would be horrible if that was true. But you know, I would always try to make her feel better about her insecurities. And so when I read that, I thought, you know, I kind of wrote it off. Like that is not me. That's obviously not about me. She's clearly going through something else to come to that conclusion because I don't think anyone else would usually come to that conclusion, especially because she's a hundred percent Caucasian. That would make no sense at all. And like I said, I got her daughter gifts for her quinceanera. I'd get her girls uh, stuff for Christmas. I'd bring her gifts. I, you know, went out of my way to get her coffee and make her comfortable and everything like that. So I just played back through my head all the instances where I could have said something racist and I really uh, could not come up with anything besides that birthday party at a Mexican restaurant. I'm sure you're wondering, well, why don't you just ask her? Well, we obviously no longer work together and we do not speak. We're not in contact. And ultimately, I don't think she would provide any evidence, hard evidence to make that statement even somewhat realistic. Um, I just, I can't imagine that conversation going well. And the fact that she didn't, that she took the time to document every day I upset her, but none of that mentioned anything about race. And then the very last line is her calling me racist. It just, it doesn't add up. So I'm sure you're wondering, well, why are you talking about it then? Why do you even care? I just, something in me when I started researching Martin Luther King Day and the Lunar New, Lunar New Year, Chinese New Year, got me thinking like, do people think I'm racist? Because I'm completely 100% Caucasian and live in a Republican conservative farm town. I mean, I feel like I don't need to explain why I don't feel like I'm racist, but part of me just wants to get this out in the open for anyone tuning in going forward to know that I have a very empathetic heart and I care about everyone and when I'm researching these topics, I really do want to understand every culture, every tradition, and immerse myself in that. And like I said earlier, I wasn't planning on covering these diverse holidays for my first year of recording a podcast. But then when I was asked if I was going to, I felt obligated to because I didn't want to come off like oh, she's racist because she's not willing to do the research on those topics. And I don't know if I would feel that way if that hadn't happened to me, where I found that documentation calling me racist. And I cried and cried about finding that documentation. Like, I can't think of a worse thing that anyone has said about me before. I've been called 
so many different names throughout my life. And if you know me, you know I've had a really, really tough go around with relationships, especially work relationships, because of that simple fact that I am a type A perfectionist that has anxiety that also is a people pleaser and it just gets kind of messy when it comes to the workplace. Um, I feel like I've learned a lot and I'm becoming more and more professional every day and I'm really lucky to be where I'm at and I try to take every situation as an opportunity to grow and become a better human and I'm really trying to take this situation and think that but literally every day since the MLK Day episode I've been thinking about it and I made the mistake of finding that documentation from that girl again and reading it again and trying to understand why someone could say that about me and I still don't understand and I just have to say that like going through my brain every day it's a new thing it's a different thought process but today I was remembering how when I was just a little girl I was obsessed with baby dolls I could not have enough baby dolls and I still remember I got this black plastic doll named Rebecca and she was a water doll I think that's why she was plastic she had a little light blue swimsuit with little pink flowers on her and she had little dark ringlets and a little pink bow and I would take her in the bathtub with me and everything and I just loved her so much like the rest of my dolls and that as I grew up a little bit my aunt Mary Ellen um she was a Spanish teacher at Capitol High School for many years and so I was at her house a lot growing up and so I really enjoyed hearing her speak Spanish and teach myself and my brother and my cousins about kind of the Spanish culture and so I had the opportunity to get an American Girl doll and I chose Josefina which if you know anything about American Girl dolls she's the little Mexican um, doll that has a sweet little farmer girl outfit on and all of her books are about growing up on a farm or a ranch with her grandparents her abuelita and it taught me some different Spanish words and so from a young age I loved everyone from every different ethnicity every race every background and it goes to say how I talked about in the MLK Day episode that we are not born with hate or we're not born with not accepting differences that is taught to us um, throughout society and so I just I loved that about me that I could have chose all the blonde or brunette or brown-haired American Girl dolls and I wanted to choose Josefina and learn more about Spanish and then as I got a little bit older when we'd go to my aunt's house I loved watching the movie Selena Selena Salinas and still to this day it's probably in my top 15 20 favorite movies um and I got the opportunity to go to Spain with my aunt's class and my mom and I really love the culture over in Spain and to see it and compare it to the culture in Mexico 
Um, I think a lot of you know that my parents have a few timeshares in Cabo and going to Cabo is one of my favorite things in my whole life. I feel like it's a second home. And also in high school, I was the international group, um, Spanish side vice president. I would go to all the events and all the meetings and I really loved learning Spanish and I took that on through college and got to my sophomore year of Spanish and I'm not sure why I stopped and I wish I didn't but then also during high school I worked at Fiesta Guadalajara on the nights and weekends and um everyone would laugh when they would come in because they don't expect to see a blonde pale white girl sitting them down for a Mexican dinner but I would go in the back with the cooks and try to learn more Spanish and they would laugh at me and like let me try different recipes and ultimately it was a great experience and I feel like despite being from little podunk Idaho, I'm really grateful for the experiences I have, the memories I've made, and it's just really hurtful to have that all taken away from you, from someone, and to think that there's people out there not willing to know me and think that I am racist is just absolutely heart-shattering. I really feel like society in the last few years has become pretty flippant with calling people names and assuming the worst in people and judging character without any real basis or background. And that's really unfortunate, especially when it's if it's from someone you know, someone you care about, and someone that you thought understood you for the most part. I mean, I worked with her for quite a while and I felt like we talked about everything I just told you about. All of my experiences growing up with different cultures and trying to immerse myself and learn more. And if I could, I would go to every country on the globe and I wish if I had a magical power, it would be to know every language. I... I just feel weird that I even have to explain all of this. And my husband, Brad, said that I don't have to. I don't need to do this because, like Dr. Seuss says, those who matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter. <laughs> so I just wanted to come out here and say that because it's been weighing on my heart and it's really held me back from moving forward because, like I said, I don't want to skip over these holidays that I'm not familiar with and haven't come across like I'm insensitive or unwilling to learn. But it also, I don't know, I'm just in a weird spot with it all. And who knew that talking about holidays would bring up racism and all this deep stuff. I thought I'd have weird feelings about religion talking about all this stuff, but oh no, it's all about race in my mind right now. So I really hope I can move forward and continue to release episodes to you guys. I feel so blessed and fortunate just to have a few people ask me where my podcast is and that they listen and they love it. 
that means more to me than anything and I really need to remember that when I'm feeling down and thinking about that person that really tried to hurt me that I would be letting her win if I did just shut down the podcast and just be in a shell under a rock and not talk to anyone and just assume that everyone thinks I'm a racist because now I feel like people if they read that they would I don't know just see racist written across my forehead which is a horrible feeling like I've said and I don't want that so anyway now that's off my chest we can move forward with our normal programming I hope to release a Valentine's Day episode for all you lovers out there and please feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram holidays podcast or my personal Instagram is Court Bow John. And yeah, have a great night. Love y'all. Oh, I have to have a closing statement for my song, my closing song. So here it is. This is my closing. <laughs>